0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. I'm sitting here early on a Monday morning reflecting on the day yesterday in church Sunday. And I hope you had a great Sunday in church. I know we did and preached a morning and an evening at a church nearby where we live. And so enjoyed doing that. And I'm thinking about just the Bible. And how much I love the Bible. I love to study the Bible. I love to meditate upon the Bible. That is to think about what I've read and hide it in my heart and to just study the Bible. And I encourage you today and this week to read the Bible. To be a person of the book. And more than just read it occasionally, I mean read it fanatically. It should be a part of you. So many of us take maybe a moment or two per day to read our Bible. And much of what we believe and what we know about the Bible could fit on a refrigerator magnet. Just a little thought, a word, a phrase. But you ought to be a person that knows your Bible. The Bible is very important. The Word of God is everything. It's how we know about Jesus. It's how we know about eternal life, about how God created the heavens and the earth. It's how we know everything. It's how we know that Jesus is coming again. It all comes from the Bible. And I take you today to 2 Peter chapter number 1, and I'll start reading in verse number 16. The Bible says, "'For we have not followed cunningly devised fables.'" when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. So Peter is writing, he was an eyewitness of the majesty of Jesus. Of course, you know that. As you read the Gospels, you see Peter right there beside Jesus all along. Verse 17, For he received from God the Father honor and glory, when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, In whom I am well pleased. And this voice, which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the Holy Mount. You remember that when they were on the Mount of Transfiguration during Jesus' ministry, and the Father came, and this is my beloved Son, and they saw Jesus transfigured before him in all his glory, and they were amazed. Remember, Peter said, Let's make tabernacles and all that. So Peter saw that happen. But here's something. That's extraordinary. The next verse, 2 Peter 1.19, even though he saw it, verse 19, it said, We also have a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this verse, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. He's saying, even more certain than what I saw with my own eyes, a more sure word of prophecy is this it's the Scripture, it's the Bible. He said, I trust the Scripture more than I trust what I saw with my eyeballs. Verse 21 For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. He said, I trust what the Holy Spirit gives me to write the scripture. And he's writing scripture right here, Second Peter. I trust that more than I trust what I actually saw with my own eyes because I'm not writing it by the will of man, but holy men of God spake the scripture that he had and they're speaking right here as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Your Bible is a holy book. Your Bible is unlike anything else in the whole world. It is literally God's word to man and it's everything. You should follow the Bible, live by the Bible, allow it to penetrate your heart and your mind. And as you read it, allow it to weave a filter across your heart and mind for what you will believe, what you will allow into your life and in your thinking, your influence. Because if you read your Bible just casually, very occasionally, or heaven forbid, not at all then that filter that you weave across your heart to filter out error and ungodliness will be very weak. When you go to buy a filter for your air intake in your house, you know that door that opens in the wall, you've seen it, you've seen it, you know what it is, and if you don't, you think about it, you'll decide, you'll figure out where it is in your house, but you open up that filter where the air goes in for the air conditioner, And you've got to change that filter that pops in there pretty regularly. When you go to buy a filter at the store or online, there are usually several options for how good of a filter you're going to buy. And this is most obvious, I think, maybe online where you can filter it by price or or I guess even in, in the store, in the Walmart, there's an aisle and there's a color coding for how powerful, I think if I'm remembering it right, how powerful that filter is. And basically it's this, the better the filter, the more expensive it is, the more impurities it filters from the air. So you can get a cheap filter. Maybe you're a contractor, you're just trying to build a house, whatever, and you're wanting to get just whatever in the intake there. And it's not very much money. And it has on the side an index for how much it's going to filter out. So it'll filter out dirt. And you'll get a real cheap one. But the higher you go, the more stuff it filters out. Till at the very end, the best filter you can get, I mean, it's filtering out. Pet allergen, the dander, it's filtering out. Uh, smoke smell, it's filtering out. All kinds of stuff. It's filtering out everything you can think of. Microbes, viruses. <laughs> and and uh, basically, the better the filter, the thicker the filter, the more... It filters out of the air, the better off your air is, air quality in your house. So when you read the Bible, you are weaving a filter across your heart and mind to filter out error. And the more you read your Bible, the better that filter gets in your life, because there's a lot out there that is wrong. Even in the Christian world, things that call themselves Christian. I'm thinking of uh, modern Christian music, and I love Christian music, things and songs and words that will point your heart and your mind towards Jesus Christ. But I confess, as I listen to some Christian music, modern and not modern Christian music, old Christian music, every now and then there'll be something that is sung that will contradict a Bible verse, <laughs> and I'll have to say and uh, and I don't want to be a critical guy, but I think it's part of just being you know a person of the Bible, a Christian who knows his Bible had to say, well, that song is is not good. I was listening to one just very recently trying to find some new music, and I like new music just because a song is new doesn't mean it's bad just because a song is Old doesn't mean it's good, okay? You've got to filter it all through the Word of God. Some of these old, every now and then, one of these old songs, I'll be like, well, that is not a great song. But uh, but sometimes some of these new songs, great, great music. You just got to filter it through the Word of God. And there was this one song that was sounding good, and I was getting into it, a really new song. And then it said, Lord, help me never seek a crown. And I had to say, well, that's, that's incorrect. So the Bible says we do. Seek. An incorruptible crown. That's what we're looking for. The judgment seat of Christ. I mean, come on. So it's, you know, often somebody is just writing some music, trying to, you know, earn a living and they don't really know their Bible. And, you know, I'm not mad at them, but you've got to be careful with what you allow in your heart and mind. And how can you know? How can you know? By just being a person of the Bible. I like that you listen to this podcast and I encourage you to do it. But for anything good this podcast does, it'll point you to, to the Bible. Studying your Bible, loving your Bible, meditating upon your Bible, knowing your Bible is absolutely one of the most important disciplines for the Christian. You might say, I don't have time. You make time for what's important to you. You say, it doesn't come easily to me. Nothing worthwhile is ever easy. So I encourage you today. I challenge you maybe a little bit to get in your Bible. You say, I read my Bible all the time. Well, read a little more. (laughs) Say, well, I, I read maybe a verse a day. Well, try two verses. I read a chapter a day. Try three chapters a day. Be a person of the book. Lord willing, this week, we'll make this the week of the Bible, okay? On the podcast, we'll be talking about it a little more. I appreciate you listening. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.